Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled at, in the bubble? At Bob. Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so like your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's hour two of the RP show. By the way, Bobby did the game last night I was uh, doing last night in Notre Dame. How did he do? Not bad. Okay. Not bad. All right. Him and Terry Wyonzik were the refing crew. Oh, wow. Jim, buddy of mine. Yeah. It is hour two of the RP show. I'm just so excited. Pleased as punch. Tomorrow, we'll be announcing a brand new sponsor that just brings a smile to my face. I swear, if you just wanted to pay me gift certificates to this place, I'd be cool with it. Spicy. Don't tell them that, though. Well, maybe do tell them that. That is part of it. That yeah. is part That's of part it. That's part of the deal? That's part of the deal. A very authentic sponsorship and uh, a large one here at the RP Show. So that's coming down the pipe on Thursday. You're not going to want to miss that. So I'm glad you're back in the room to give me a little support here. Can you guys get Darren's top five NFL graphic ready? At some point this hour, we will talk about Darren's top five NFL teams because he's right. Maybe for the first time you got it. You really nailed it, Darren. Thank you. My uh, NHL top five, bottom five is getting some traction too, particularly on Twitter. Top five teams in the NHL as far as I'm concerned right now. Number one, Carolina. Number two, Florida. Number three, Edmonton. Four, St. Louis. Five, Calgary, and nobody's argued. And the worst team in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes. There it is. There it is. That's pretty good. Read them and weep. I put a lot of work into that. Biggest surprise, St. Louis and Chicago. Yeah. Those are my biggest shocks. Not that I picked them, but that that they're there where they are. That they're where they are. That St. Louis is that good, and that Chicago is that bad. I didn't see either of those coming. Yeah. So, the breaking news here... Today, I'm reading directly from ESPN.com. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not play against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. A source has confirmed to ESPN the NFL has considered Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season. Sources confirmed 
And as first reported by NFL Network, under league protocol, if Rodgers tests positive and is unvaccinated, he must quarantine for a minimum of 10 days and cannot return until November 13th at the earliest if he remains asymptomatic. So I'm somewhat loath to talk about this for a few reasons. A, I'm over it all. B, ESPN, they're all going to be over it. Let's talk hockey because you know they're not going to be talking about it. And CFL, CFL, if we're into that too. Al Hordell watching and writes on Twitter. He says, very interesting that Aaron Rodgers said he was vaccinated, but now it comes out he was not. And now test positive. This is crazy. Hope the Rod Peterson show will shed some light on this this morning. What do you want me to say? It's all been reported by ESPN. It's a choice, and dunk. If you don't want to get vaccinated and you get COVID, you can't play. What's so hard to figure out? And then people are going to be shooting arrows at Aaron Rodgers, and that's fine. He's got a pretty thick skin. But this is all developing this morning because we're just saying we were watching the American talk shows this morning. They were all talking about Aaron Rodgers and how he may never leave Green Bay again and how great things are. They're 7-1, and one, and then this hits Wango. What do you want? People are saying that he's stupid. People are saying he's selfish. Replay every single day around here on this continent. Insert name. I'm tired of it. He made a choice. He got COVID. You can't play. What the hell's so hard to figure out about that? And why do we need to sit and talk about it? When there's so many other things to talk about. My take is that. I was reading this in... Rod's rant for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, by the way. You were reading it? Yes? Yeah. I don't think he said he was unvaxxed. Exactly. I, I don't he, know. But what, I, what, what I'm hearing more and more and reading more and more is that he said he was immunized. Yeah. Okay? He was very careful about that. And natural immunity, maybe he got COVID, and because he was exposed to COVID, that was the immunization that he had. You know what I mean? He said he was immunized, didn't say he was vaccinated. Um, the other side of it, he had a conversation apparently with the league to try and have these other methods of being immunized credited by the league. But the league clearly has accepted that some players are vaccinated and some players aren't. They've accepted that, right? If if that's your choice and they've got rules that are different for if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated and you have to follow these rules. And if you're vaccinated and you happen to get covid there's still an opportunity for you to play with negative tests and so forth. If you're not vaccinated, Aaron Rodgers, and you get COVID, now you can't play. They all know the rules. These are the consequences. So here we are. Things are just going to be dealt with. This has all been so not a shock to anybody that some players are vaccinated and some players aren't. But don't be shocked that if you, if you lean one way or lean the other way, and then the rules come down, you get the punishment Don't be surprised with that because you knew what the punishment was going to be if you got COVID when you made your choice to not get vaccinated. So here we are. He's not going to play. Jordan Love's going to play in the weekend. And away we go. How on God's green earth are we still talking about this? And still surprised. (gasps) Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Sidney Crosby apparently does this morning too. How come nobody's talking about whether he's vaccinated or not? Jennifer, from the Four Seasons, writes in and she says, Aaron, don't give a crap what anyone thinks. 
Well, now he's not playing. And he'll be docked a game check. I'm sure he won't be struggling for his next meal. His cap hits over $27 million. Yeah. He's okay. He'll be just fine to prove a point. Can we move on? JR's watching in Toronto on Game Plus TV and says, Hi, Rod and Darren. Which backup will have the best game this week? Jordan Love in Green Bay, Trevor Simeon in New Orleans, or Mike White with the New York Jets? I think we can all say that Mike White last week caught the Bengals with their pants down. I don't think he's going to be able to do that back-to-back weeks. I just think Jordan Love's had a benefit of two years now in a system. Yep. And it's a very talented football team. It's a 7-1 and football team. So I would answer that question by saying Jordan Love in Green Bay. Trevor Simeon is the third-string quarterback, let's not forget, in New Orleans. That's right. This week, he's number one. I just, if he was any better, he'd have been higher on the depth chart. Jordan Love, Trevor Simeon, or Mike White? Who has the best week nine? Jordan Love is the best opportunity of the best week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I look right away and think Trevor Simeon's got the best defense. Yes. So he's going to have the, the greatest opportunity to not have to put up as many points to win. So I think there's a lot of protection for Trevor Simeon. But when you look at Jordan Love, I look at that situation and I compare it a lot to what Cooper Rush went through last week in Dallas. Great supporting cast, a lot of talent around, winning system, good culture, balance, right? And he'll fit in seamlessly and he just has to play a role. Cooper Rush didn't have to go out and win that game. You got other playmakers around you that can do that. That's what I'm saying. With Jordan Love, it's kind of similar. If Devontae Adams is back and there are other receivers and Aaron Jones is going to do his thing and the defense plays okay, Jordan Love can kind of manage the game, be plug and play, and be okay. And they're playing a really, really bad defense in Kansas City. Yeah, but the Saints are playing the Falcons. I'm just going to throw that out there too. But nobody's saying that White's going to do it again. Who are they playing? <laughs> the Jets are playing Thursday night football That's right. at the Indy Colts, who are a pretty darn good football team now. Very good football team. The, I'm just saying the Saints have a cupcake schedule here. Cupcakes that would make my Aunt Lynette's cupcakes put them to shame. I got, maybe I got to think about this a little more. But I'm still going to say Jordan Love. Interesting thing here, too. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, and Darren in Salt Lake City both saying a similar thing. Jordan Love has an opportunity to make Aaron Rodgers irrelevant in Green Bay. Here's Aaron opening the door for his successor. And I'm just tired of Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of him. He's overexposed, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know why. Now, I've got, listen, two guys that I know really well played with him and love him, John Ryan and Torrey Gurley. They say he's the best guy. You can't get a read on somebody by what you see on television. Sorry. You can't. But I can say that I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of the drama. I don't hold anything against him, by the way, that he doesn't want to get vaccinated. That is literally a personal choice. That's fine. He's going to have to now put up with the insults that he already is, just from our viewers. He's an idiot. He's stupid. He's selfish. I'm, I'm sure he's okay with that. Uh, so let's remove him and go play the game. Whatever happened to next man up? 
right? Yeah. It's 11-11, by the way. Take time and pay close attention to the secrets behind the number 11. The thoughts you've been carrying in your mind will come to pass. Keep them positive. Ah. And for that reason, I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That's a good sign to move on. Right? The door is open to get to the next topic. We have so many. Just love that sound effect. Oh. Poll question today, which is Canada's game of the week? It's brought to you by Capital Automall with dealerships all across the prairies and uh, Universal Collision Center. Leading the way, Canada's game of the week is the Montreal Alouettes at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. On Twitter, what are they saying on Facebook? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Isn't that something? How about that? Yeah. Oh, and BC Hamilton is tied with Making a late run? For second. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. By the way, our rock star of the day yesterday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio. I was just going to say, can we get the guitar across the screen? Thank you. How about that? (laughs) Can we make a little noise in here today in the bunker here, broadcasting live from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle? This is not a joke. I knew today would be fun, and what did I say, a little bit of a spit show? It hasn't been that crazy, but I was running a little bit on fumes. I'm not complaining, but I wasn't totally up on everything sports-wise because I had some pretty serious recovery work to do yesterday, as you know, in the mental health and addictions world. This show, the Rough Rider TV show, and then calling a hockey game last night. Um, Just saying I took my eye off the ball a little bit, so it was this morning up with more meetings early on. I tried to follow as much as I could about the Winnipeg Jets situation. You see, I'm wearing my Jets bunny hug here today. Can I hear from our Winnipeg viewers, whether it be through the live streaming or the text line, which only for this week will we have this number. We're going to a new number starting Monday, but 306-840-8777. Let us know how you feel about what Kevin Sheveldayoff and Mark Chipman said yesterday in their news conference regarding the Chicago Blackhawks scandal. It seems like everybody was getting all worked up in Winnipeg, and then after those guys spoke, they calmed right down. That's the sense I get. And uh, I guess I wandered down a road that I don't really like this one either. I don't like the COVID one, and this one's kind of ugly too. But I'm just, I guess my point was, and then the, and then the Jets went out and won 4-3, and to be honest with you, with human behavior, that's what all they want. It's all the fans care about. Imagine if they'd lost to Dallas last night. A non-playoff bound team right now. Be a different story. They would be wanting Shovel Day off run out of town. That's right. And I don't necessarily think that they do. Mark Shifley, by the way, scoring the winner. I just feel like I'm talking myself into the ground here. I.E. Shifley comes out of COVID protocol and scores the winner in a shootout. That's pretty cool. That's cool. These COVID rules... We can talk about Florida and the fact that they're wide open. Believe me, I was just there. But the leagues are still playing by their own set of COVID rules that has nothing to do with government. Why is Crosby? Why is it just Pittsburgh that's... Everybody's getting COVID in Pittsburgh. What is it about Pittsburgh? 
Um, every league's get Aaron Rodgers today. This isn't a government thing. This is a league thing. And you know far more about this than I do. Right. It's a league thing, but it's a little bit about how we feel as a society, too, and and where we put our trust and how we want to operate, you know, and a little bit of different societies a little bit, right? You know, if, if you're not hearing about it as a general member of society in Florida, it's because they want to move on. But they kind of abide by this rule. They don't just say COVID's done. Forget about it. Let's be reckless and crazy. Well, the let's citizens let's all go lick each other and, and transmit the disease, and it's not going to kill us. We're all fine. They're that? kind of more of the mindset of you need to take care of yourself, and you need to take care of yourself, and you need to take us. We're not going to put all these regulations on you, but we're going to put the responsibility on you. So the leagues, businesses, right? Organizations, they all have to have their own way to protect people. Because at the end of the day, if you get COVID and you're playing on my team, you get COVID, you can't play. You're not useful to me. That's not good for me. So we have to do what we can do to make sure you don't get it. Right? Yeah. But we're still going to go do all the things just with all the precautions. You know, maybe you're not wearing masks down there, but the players in that organization have a certain set of protocols. And in that business, they've got their own protocols. You have to do what you think is right to protect you and your people. The pro athletes are still abiding by strict COVID regulations, even though the citizens are not. Yeah, and some businesses are still working from home. And even in those places, it's just when you're on the street, there's less government-mandated rules. Jeff Cabellos in Winnipeg says, you'd be surprised, Rod, some Winnipeggers have canceled tickets, want him fired, etc. On the flip side, John Ohm, watch again, Winnipeg. Um, says, in Chevy and Chipman, I trust. It's just polar opposites. Guys pledging his undying allegiance to them, and then other people want to cancel their tickets. So, every, opinions are like belly buttons, right? Everybody has one and a lot stink. But that's the temperature. Right. right? That's the, right. Half are this way, half are that way. Nobody's the truth in the is probably somewhere in the middle. We will take a pause. Load them up. I still want to hear from Winnipeggers. How do you feel about Chevy and Chipman's comments yesterday? Uh, we'll talk about tonight's games and a whole lot more. On the way, Dean Millard. You know Dean Ducky Millard. You know him. You love him. Going to talk some World Series with him from the Ultimate Fantasy League of Baseball. Talk about that World Series win by the Atlanta Braves last night. This is the RP Show, and you're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I'm going to jump into a sports update here. We do have some NFL stuff to get to. We have a poll to update. Let's do the sports update, and it's going to roll into breaking news this morning. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not play against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. A source confirmed to ESPN, the NFL has considered Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season. Sources confirmed to ESPN. As far as I'm concerned, that's all you need to know. To get into the minutia of whether he should be vaccinated or not is personal opinion. 
Here's news out of Vegas this morning. Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III was driving at more than 150 mile an hour with a blood alcohol content twice Nevada's legal limit before his sports car slammed into the rear of a vehicle that burned, killing a 23-year-old woman, a prosecutor said this morning. The Raiders released Ruggs late Tuesday, just hours after the crash. His hospitalization and his booking into a Las Vegas jail He had his initial court appearance on felony charges of driving under the influence of alcohol resulting in death and reckless driving that could get him up to 26 years in state prison if he's convicted. That all happened this morning already. Yeah. I'm saying Sports Center would look like law and order this morning. Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers look to keep rolling as they prepare to host the Nashville Predators in NHL play tonight. The Oilers enter the game at 7-1. McDavid and teammate Neon Leon Dreisaitl are tied for the league, scoring lead with 17 points. Toronto Raptors go for their fifth win in a row when they face the Wizards in Washington as part of tonight's NBA play. Raptors open the season with a thud at home against the Wizards, losing 98-83. But they've gone uh, four, five and two since. Major League Soccer's Toronto FC hosts Canadian Premier League Squad Pacific FC tonight in a Canadian Soccer Championship semifinal. I think this is amazing. That's like having the Laval Rocket play the Vancouver Giants. Right? Could you imagine? Yeah. I think it's awesome. It's cool. It's like having the Toronto Marlies play the uh, Okotoks Oilers. Let's just cross leagues. What the hell? TFC is trying to salvage a disappointing season. They are currently second last in the ML. It's like having the Dolphins play the uh, <laughs> Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What the hell? Let's go play at the Fargo Dome. Halfway in between. I will never understand soccer. But I'm, I think it's exciting as all get out. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors. And I'm moving away from the almond coconut and what? into the peanut butter chocolate chip. I'm sorry. I got you, Chris. I'm, I'm moving into your, t- <laughs> no. into your stash. Yeah. Uh, order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Fitness coach approved. I give a million, uh, million things on my mind and nothing. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we are announcing that big new sponsor. I'm so excited about it. And I can tell you that they are sponsoring the viewer takeover, right? It officially you, has a name. You should be excited and our viewers should be excited because this oh, yeah. affects them. As much as, you know, new sponsors are wonderful. We love our sponsors. All of them. New ones, old ones. Um, anybody who's a part of our show helps us stay on the air and helps us grow. But this one's going to be especially interesting for our viewers, okay? Be tuned in tomorrow. Clark, I feel like I want to do a little later on a Great Western Ultra update, and maybe in this segment, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. So just, just to have you prepared for that. Which, by the way, we were talking to them this week. Great Western? How are they doing? Mark is uh, great. Working on some new things, planning the year ahead. Um, they're a big player, I believe, in uh, the Canadian uh, Olympic curling trials in Saskatoon coming up later this month. So there's nice. uh, some cool things coming. He's in Calgary, right, Mark? That's right. Watches our show all the time. Love those guys. They're great guys. 
Well, one new feature that <laughs> this is how we roll here. We just kick this around officially in the top of the hour break to use broadcasting terms. Uh, the featured game of the night. And it's going to blow your mind, Moose. Here's tonight's four NHL games. Carolina at Chicago. Nashville at Edmonton. Columbus at Colorado. And St. Louis at L.A. And then the Raptors at Washington, as I said. None of those games are featured for me because my featured game is the Moose Jaw Warriors at the Regina Pats. I'm sorry. I just get so giddy over major junior hockey. I'm loving it so much. And there's a player on Moose Jaw that an NHL scout said Saturday night in the media room. He's the next Nathan McKinnon. He's Nathan McKinnon. Like, get your tickets, folks. It's Wiener Wednesday, too, by the way. Two for one hot dogs. Like, my God. Shaking. That's my featured game. Now, it's yours, too, because you got to be there. But if I didn't have that, my featured game would be the Nashville Predators at the Edmonton Oilers. Obvi. Do you remember the time when not every game was televised? How did we I live? Do. How did we live? And I was looking, and sometimes because Edmonton's always played in that Pacific division, that the games, you know, on the West Coast would be later. Well, this is not the West Coast. It's a 6.30 mountain time face-off. So right overlapping. Maybe watch the first little bit from the media and scouts room at the Pats game. But it makes it tough. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to go back, and I'll have to go back and, I don't know, watch the highlights, check out the recaps. A lot of Oilers fans, a lot of Edmonton fans are going to want to talk about that game. Um, UC Soros, if, if we are looking at it tonight, played really good against Calgary last night. But there was a lot of opportunities. If Calgary had that many breakaways and two-on-ones and three-on-ones, there's an opportunity for Edmonton's speed to catch Nashville. And uh, could be points night for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Which is kind uh, of every night. But Predators announcing this morning they're retiring Pecorino's number, by the way. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did not. Yeah. Is that um, happening tonight? Hmm? Are they doing that tonight? No, it's no. in Edmonton. It's in Edmonton, yeah. Wouldn't that be something if they retired Rene's number in Edmonton? Because <laughs> for some reason he has unreal numbers against the Oilers and he owned them, so they're going to troll them that way. And... Um, people are guessing. Oh. Thanks to our guys in the back, they've asked our viewers to guess what our sponsors are, or our new sponsor that we're announcing on Thursday. And Cousin Christine says, Donuts? I wish. Not yet. Although those Tim Hortons guys watch every day. I I think they're going, Rod, we don't need a sponsor. You're in here every day. What do we need a sponsor for? Right? Uh, From Jeff in Winnipeg, he says, Orange Julius. Nope, they're not. But maybe they should. I've never had an Orange Julius in my entire life. Never had one. You treated me to the pumpkin pie blizzard, and I'd never had one of those. Maybe i got to treat you to an Orange Julius. I've had two since, by the way, since you and I had that. These... I will just say this. The viewers, for whatever reason, they went straight to food. And their instincts were pretty good, weren't they? Yeah. I will say that. Your instincts were good. I'm writing something down. Uh, William May, watching in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city, says, Pizza Pops? I wish! Can we get oh, on that? Spicy. I would eat those things every day. Mind you, this sponsor announcing tomorrow, we, I will eat every day. <laughs> I would have no problem with that. And I will be. 
Alex Dick, viewer on YouTube, says, definitely food-related. Earl James, watching on YouTube, says, DraftKings? No, we're exclusive to BetRegal.net. We're Facebook official. We're exclusive to BetRegal.net. We love those guys. Uh, And my cousin Christine says, Junior hockey was your dad's favorite. That part is partially true. My dad's favorite was every level of hockey. And Chris, I'm sure you were at his funeral in which I eulogized him. We had it in a hockey rink for the love of Pete. Mm-hmm. And I, you were there. It I was pointed, a who's who it was a who's of who. the hockey world. Yeah. Everybody flew up from Dallas. And I pointed to the waiting room. Remember? I pointed to I said, my dad loved watch, sat in that waiting room right there. And loved watching the Pee Wees, the Novice, Milestone Flyers as much as flying to Dallas and watching the Stars play. Any level, Dad loved hockey that much. And that's where I got my love from it. Keenan Gaming, watching on YouTube, says, Dairy Queen. Yeah, you'd think with the amount of blizzards that I've destroyed in my life that they would be sponsoring the show. But no, it's not Dairy Queen. I feel like everybody's just on pins and needles. Are you ready to go, Clark, with the Great Western update? Uh, hang on. I just, I'm just calling it up here right now. Great Western Ultra update. It's just loading. Okay, let me know when you're ready. And Saskatchewan's becoming more and more a Jets province, so there's little wonder why there's so much talk about Jets GM Kevin Cheveldayoff's role in the Blackhawks sex abuse scandal. Kevin and Jets owner Mark Chipman are getting kudos for their handling of the situation in a Tuesday news conference, offering sympathy to the victim Kyle Beach and vowing to do their part to change the game. Chipman also got choked up when admitting he's seen firsthand the devastation that sex abuse causes. I've been jaded by my time around sports executives and owners at times, but from what I hear from my friends in the Jets organization, Chipman's the real deal, and they love working for him. And Chevy's the same. Honestly, it's a big reason why the Jets are a contender every year. It starts at the top. So when it comes to what they said Tuesday, I believe them. But do yourself a favor and read the column from writer Mike Stackhouse on our website, rodpeterson.com, entitled Stackhouse's 10 Thoughts. Each one is dedicated to the Blackhawks case, and Mike raises many more questions than answers. Who knew what when? Why didn't they do this or that? Why did so-and-so do this when he clearly knew otherwise? I've been at this gig a long time. I've been dealing with sexual abuse victims every single day in my other career. A saying I heard a few years ago keeps ringing in my ears, and it goes, When things don't add up, it's because they don't. Everybody's jumping to conclusions, pointing fingers. I'm told that all the facts have not yet come out yet. I'm anxiously waiting for them, but as each day goes by, I'm starting to wonder if they ever will. I just thought I would throw that in there for the Great Western Ultra Update. It's my commentary that airs daily on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM. That's why I'm a little, um, I'm a little over it on all this stuff. And 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 by the way, you don't see other sports talk shows doing it because there are no other sports talk shows on daytime television in Canada talking about it. Really, you see the Sports Center running on a loop, Sportsnet connected, but there's not a lot of opinion attached to it. Unless I'm wrong and I've missed some, they're also really afraid to criticize Gary Bettman. They're really afraid to criticize these team officials. I'm not. I'm saying exactly what I feel, what I just said. 
Chipman and Shevel Day off or stand up guys? Kind of over it. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, I'm going with the Fanatics viewer takeover. You'd Ooh. think, eh? By the way, this bunny hug that I got, I won't say where, it just got eaten alive in the dryer. Oh, Things no. were popping off this, like the NHL logo here. And- I could tell you where to get some really good stuff. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Where? I'll talk about it in the break. I'll tell you. It's a secret. How do you keep a monkey? In- I'll tell you tomorrow. You coming back for overtime, Moose? Mm-hmm. Top five. Yeah, we never got to it. I apologize. Dean Millard joins us next. Baseball commissioner. Talk series. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook, live streaming, and 24hoursportsradiosin.com. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Little uh, pit stop in the break, but the world's fastest pit crew got us up and rolling again. And we're going to talk some World Series now. The Atlanta Braves won their first World Series since 1995, hammering the Houston Astros 7 to nothing in Game 6 Tuesday night. Series MVP Jorge Soler hit his third home run of the series. Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson also connected. Max Freed through six dominant innings. And Brian Snitker, at 66 years of age, wins his first World Series as manager in Atlanta. And, of course, we all know Alex Anthopoulos is the general manager of that club. Joining us uh, to talk about it from the Ultimate Fantasy League of Baseball, the commissioner, a guy that really needs no introduction to our viewers or uh, sports fans across the country, Dean Millard. Can we get Dean on the screen? There he is from the City of Champions. Dino, it's been far too long, my man. How you doing? I am outstanding, Rod, and I always enjoy the conversations uh, because I love passionate people, and uh, you are one of the more passionate people that I know when it comes to sports. And, uh, you know, our conversations go back to the, the times when I was in Regina, uh, whether I was covering the Memorial Cup or working at Global Regina, and I always enjoyed our conversations. Yeah, and we still do. This one will be great today, too. And i got to ask you about the World Series, if you feel like it went the way that it should in terms of, because Atlanta was not the best team all year, but they were the best team at the end, uh, beating these pesky Houston Astros. What was your take on this six-game series? Uh, I, I'll be honest. I was surprised. I thought Houston was going to win this. I thought their bats would overcome uh, the pitching of the Atlanta Braves. Um, I listen, I think this went great for, uh, every fan that is not a Houston Astros. I mean, Jim Crane, when he said what they did, didn't taint it, I think put everybody over the top. And then I felt that baseball fans were robbed of the opportunity to, to really give it to the Astros in the 2020 season. And so for them to get that close and then lose, I think a lot of baseball fans are happy about it. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm surprised, uh, especially last night with uh, w- what happened with Max Fried getting stepped on. I mean, you know, that could, uh, you know, derail a guy for a whole season. And for him to come back after that and do the job he did, uh, it just showed it. The Braves used the word love all the time. They said, we love each other. You could really tell that team really came together. And keep in mind, they did it without their best player, a top five guy in Ronald Acuna Jr. How many franchises can lose their best player and still win it all? 
I got to ask you about Alex Anthopoulos. He's been in Atlanta since 2017. He's the general manager of the Braves. What do you think's going on in his mind when they won it all last night? Was Toronto at all, do you think, in his mind leading up to this and last night? I think probably every stop along the way. You know, he spent some time with the Dodgers as well and gained some experience uh, everywhere he went. And I think probably he's thinking back on, you know, the people that helped guide his career and, and helped shape his career. And, you know, he made some obviously some incredible moves. Uh, just the Jock Peterson move alone uh, helped that team so much. And he's going to have, you know, have a, a really tough call to make here with Freddie Freeman. But uh, this is terrific. Uh, first Canadian GM to do it. And... Uh, I think that Toronto Blue Jays fans, we saw, or, or they saw, I'm, I'm not particularly a Blue Jay fan, but we as Canadians saw what he did with that team. And, and you know, maybe Blue Jay fans feel a little part of this uh, journey that Anthopolis has been on. Were you a, well, you say you're not a Jays fan, so maybe this is a moot question, but were you an Alex Anthopolis fan in Toronto? Because frankly, I was. I liked what was going on there. I thought he was unfairly torched. And frankly, they haven't won anything with the new regime. We're... Di- you know, what did you think his legacy was in Toronto? Yeah, I think he did a great job. And and I think he's been, that, that, that's been proven everywhere he's went. I mean, he, he left the Blue Jays and, you know, one of the most successful teams in Major League Baseball, you know, said, come and work with us with the Dodgers. And, and then he goes on to Atlanta and wins the World Series. So, you know, I think it's I think it's obvious he was unfairly torched in Toronto and that, you know, you know, the, the Blue Jays were, were making a change and, and going in a different direction. And I don't, I don't think that I'm going to fault the current regime for for where they for what happened, because they are doing a pretty good job. They came very close this year. But uh, I think Anthopolis, uh, you know, I, I would not be looking at his time in Toronto and saying this guy was a, a failure because he's proven at other locations that he can get the job done. And, you know, you know, I, but he learned he learned things while he was with the Blue Jays. So uh, kudos to to Alex Anthopoulos for, you know, just having a career trajectory uh, that is just on such an upward spiral. Interestingly enough, as one of our viewers pointed out earlier, the Blue Jays had more wins than the Atlanta Braves in the regular season, Mm -hmm. but I digress. Dean, I have so many things that I want to talk to you about. They don't all pertain to baseball. You got to tell me about the ultimate fantasy league of baseball. I got it on the wall here. This is new. We're all involved here at IKS, or at least our people are. I'm not. Tell people what you got going on here because it sounds pretty exciting to me. Yeah, it's it is the ultimate. It's next level. Like we we sit there as sports fans, whether you're a fantasy sports fan or a regular sports fan, and you say, "Why did they sign that guy? Why did they trade this guy? Why are they starting this guy?" That's what this does. This gives you all of those decisions as a uh, owner of a baseball franchise. We will have 30 franchises, just like Major League Baseball. You'll have to fill that with your 26-player roster, just like Major League Baseball. We'll have 14 extra spots on the 40-man list, and plans are to have a, a minor league system. So you are going to be doing as many things as Major League Baseball franchises do. And and I, I know the, the, the team that you have there is excited because Clark has been diving into this rule book. He asked me when I first sent it to him, he said, when's the test? Because it's that deep and it's that in-depth. And that's what this is. We are taking fantasy sports to the next level. We are bringing the ultimate realism. And you're, you're, you're only one of 30 franchise owners or your ownership group. It's a rare club just like Major League Baseball. So we kick it off this weekend with our franchise auctions, November 5th to 7th. I'll be in your fine city uh, working out of uh, that studio for those shows. And we're going to auction off the 30 franchises and then build the best baseball league from there. 
Well, they've already done it with the National Football League. And for those that have no idea what we're talking about, we've done this on the football side. And uh, you might know some of the names that are involved. Michael Vick, Chris Carter, uh, and more. Who's the one that just went to football, uh, the football net Clark, the Canadian. Oh, Nate Burleson. Yeah, Nate, Nate Burleson. Thank oh, you. No, you Nick, got it. Yeah, Nick, Nick Lewis, you mean, uh, for the into the Canadian Hall of Fame? Is that who you're talking about? Well, no, no, I was no, I was getting to him, Nick Lewis. <laughs> Chris Carter, Michael Vick, Nate Burleson, Nick Lewis, everybody involved on in the football side. This is the baseball version of that. Uh, Dino, listen, I can't let you go without... You obviously are following the orders. You hosted that post-game show for years and years and years on Team, <laughs> team 1260, now TSN 1260, in some rough times, man. Like, are oh. you out of the PTSD that came along with hosting Oilers post-game radio? Literally, it was. And, you know, when, you know, getting laid off is never fun, but I look back on it now and think, man, I don't have to get, uh, you know, the worst things said about me because I don't agree with how the power play is going. You would agree with it now because it's going. But back in those times, Rod, you know, Saturday nights, minus 25 in February. The Oilers have lost their ninth in a row. It was not a fun scene in the studio. But now I couldn't imagine what hosting that show is like. And you know, they have depth. Uh, Oiler, or no, Oiler detractors, the, the things they point out, oh, they don't play defense. They don't have any depth. Well, they're, they're starting to prove that wrong. Zach Hyman is looking pretty good. Uh, Yamamoto scored the other night. Um, you know, I, I know their their blue line uh, can make mistakes, but that's going to come in time, and they have more blue liners. The Oiler fans have very little to complain about right now. No, I know a seven and one, and whoever's hosting that Oilers post game show has an easy, easy job, Dean. And I, I just know from the moment that you left, you I, I, you said many times, I don't miss it. And I was just talking with a broadcaster that you and I know very well. I'm not going to name him, but he was let go in this pandemic, and he's like, I don't miss, I don't miss being called horrible things and DMs, oh. and you should go kill yourself and this and that. I'm like, who? People just don't get it. They don't understand. They don't. <laughs> you know? It's sports. It's the power play. It's 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 the, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, it, it literally uh, getting laid off. Uh, and, you know, while at the time I didn't like it, it was the best thing. I mean, just an amazing environment on this fantasy platform. We've got hockey, basketball, football, baseball soon, and bigger plans. And you said it. When I want to work, I'm working out of here. You're working out of there on our terms. Uh, not uh, you know getting the worst things ever said about you because the team you're not agreeing with a person or you don't think Ty Ratty is the next uh, top line star for the Edmonton Oilers because he had a good preseason. But exactly. I digress. <laughs> a Ratty Hattie. That's right. That was the first grand opening, grand closing, right there. Dino, always great. Thanks for the visit. Thanks very much, Ron. Dean. Ducky Millar joining us from uh, the city of champions. Overtime's next. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It is overtime, and it's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. 
And Jennifer's watching from the Four Seasons, and she writes in and says, I'm going to guess it's the keg, referring to our sponsor that we're announcing tomorrow. It's not the keg. Thanks for nothing, Jordy. But just as delicious. And she says, go, Pats, go, and go, Oilers. It's a big hockey night tonight, I'm telling you. And by the way, breaking news. The Winnipeg Ice have reached the top. Following back-to-back honors as the second-best nationally ranked team, the WHL club is now number one in the Week 5 edition of the Kia CHL Top 10 Rankings. Number one, Winnipeg Ice. Number two, the London Knights. Number three, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Number four, Patrick Waz, Quebec Rampart. Number five, the Kamloops Blazers. Number six, the Shawinigan Cataract. Number seven, how about those silver tips? Who haven't lost in regulation yet. Number eight, your Saskatoon Blades. How about Number that? nine, the Kingston Frontenac. Number 10, the Sherbrooke Phoenix. And there you go, Bob's your uncle. And I got to thank God's team, the Regina Patrick. Just hanging off the end is an honorable mention. <laughs> I got to think so. We're on a roll. Two in a row, baby. That's right. Two's a fluke. Three's a streak. Tonight against the Moose Jaw Warriors. 7 p.m. on Access Now Television. He and I will have the call. Which one is more fun, and which one do you think you're better at, Jeff Hayes or Beasley? No, the Blades one. Do the, do the Calgary flip. No, I'm not as good as Beasley on that. No. Okay. But Saskatoon, York. As I say with Perfect. the Oilers, we used to all of us children of the '80s and '90s. In their case, we would sit in the back of the bus and imitate that public address announcer for the Oilers. Can never remember his name. He only does a few games now. The Oilers goal. (laughs) Scored by number 99, Wayne Gretzky. He always puts so much feeling into it. The Oilers goal. The Oilers goal. Scored by number 11, Mark Messier. And then if it was a bad penalty, the Oilers penalty. (laughs) <laughs> the way he said yeah. it, just disgust dripping from his voice. Jeff does that in Saskatoon when does he, he says, it, when it's a bad penalty that the crowd is angry at, he'll, he'll come on and he'll say, two minutes for high <laughs> sticking. And then let the crowd go, right? He'll let them boo. And then he'll say, time of that penalty, right? The Oilers goal scored <laughs> by number nine, Glenn Anderson. Mark somebody. The guys are good. I remember like dozen years ago, I'd go to a Flames game and Beasley's doing it. I'd listen to his morning show just to hear his voice a little bit more oh, yeah. when I was in Calgary. You wouldn't remember the name. Joey Bastian. You remember Joey Bastian? She's living in Dallas now. We're Facebook friends. I'll never forget just sitting in the back of the bus when you're driving from Prince George to Victoria. And, or No, that wouldn't have happened. Prince George to Kamloops, six mm-hmm. hours. The goal and we're sitting sprawled out right (laughs) scored by number 17 yari curry it's like he was surprised every time he said it right yari curry i watched those games for the announcer like for the pa guy in the rink so good and their voices were so crisp and clear yes you heard every syllable you don't hear that all the time (laughs) Derek Cousins, you guys are bang on with those announcers. Thank you. This is what the teams I don't think understand anymore. 
I just wonder if they do. It's all about the atmosphere. It's all about the public address announcers, like the biggest part of the atmosphere of the game. Yeah. I wonder how many people know that. John Ohm in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Loving these impressions. Well, I only know a few. Like, there was the guy in Toronto. The guy before Andy Frost. Yeah. The Maple Leafs announcer. He would have been the guy that was the Mm -hmm. soundtrack of your life. Yeah. Can't remember his name, but I'm not a Leaf fan. But much like we have Rick Regan and the voice, right? I'll never forget Hockey Night in Canada. Now, for the final time in Maple Leaf Gardens. Like, you hear that echoing in your head. Yes, well, you should. Yeah. Now, not so much. Time for Darren Moose DuPont's top five NFL teams. He finally got it right. Can we get the uh, camera on the moose? And let's get to the top five teams in the National Football League. Uh, this way. <laughs> number one. The Dallas Cowboys. That's why you're happy. So the Cowboys are number one. Most complete team in the National Football League. They're on a roll. And their schedule is pretty soft. They might stay at number one until January, okay? Uh, Rams number two. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cutler. Last, minute, last minute of play. MVP. Uh, The Green Bay Packers knocked off the former number one team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. So they're number three. Tampa, still number four. Had an off week. The Saints have their number. And the Titans may never get anywhere near this list again. So I put them in a week early. But they are the number one team in the AFC right now. And uh, they were Super Bowl contenders until Henry went out. The Dallas Cowboys, the number one team in the National Football League. Moose finally got it right. You're welcome. What a fun day. Yes. And uh, we still got a long ways to go. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here. We got Tim Hunter joining us, the legendary Tim Hunter. And Eddie Lack will be joining us from Arizona to talk some NHL hockey. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Game Plus. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.